0: Is Colin Kaepernick finally back in the NFL? All that and more with a very special guest on Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are here at Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. I'm your host, Courtney Stewart. Daryl Kristen is out in these streets interviewing some people (laughs) on a red carpet somewhere. So he'll be back again next week. But I have some wonderful, wonderful guests in the studio with me today. Co hosting with me on the far left over there is Mr. Tony Moore. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. And as you can see with Tony Moore, we have another illustrious guest at the table. You guys have seen him everywhere. I know y'all all all seen him on Smart Guy because we all grew up watching it. That's right. And it's Mr. John Marshall Jones, AKA JJ in the building. What's happening? Hey. Welcome, welcome. welcome. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming. We're so excited to talk about your new projects and what mm-hmm. you have going on. And we're going to get to that a little bit later in the show. But right now, we're going to talk about some topics and some things that's been going on that we all, you know, sort of been conversating about <laughs> some people don't know anything about which is why we do this show we why? always want to talk about some topics and bring information to people that maybe they don't know anything about so you're trying about. to say
1: that you about to bring information over to me is uh, I'm what trying, trying to say, to say that Horton's you know it? Tony
0: was a little ill-informed so we're going to inform Tony and have some conversation and maybe even inform some people out there in the audience so... I will have you
1: know I binged and googled all of our topics today <laughs>
0: okay good you did your research <laughs> praise <laughs> the lord alright so first up we had um, this week uh, we've done the story we did the story about last year with byron allen and he's been suing comcast and charter communications for discrimination essentially and it's a 20 billion dollar lawsuit it's been through three different levels of courts it has now made it to the supreme court a lot of people had no idea this was happening a lot of people there's a lot of news going on this week mostly about the impeachment hearing so yeah. we didn't get a lot of press behind what byron's doing but they gave their opening oral arguments this week, actually, mm-hmm. on Wednesday in the mm-hmm. Supreme Court. And for those of you that don't know, Comcast has basically come back and they are trying to challenge the Civil Rights Act of 1866. Yes, I said 1866, <laughs> as in right after slavery. Um, and basically they're trying to challenge, um, that. there's a stipulation in that act that basically made discrimination
1: wrong, yeah, yeah, and f- yeah,
0: contracts and federal contracts, etc. I won't get into the legal jargon because we've already done that. You guys should definitely look it up. Yes, um, But essentially they're trying to make it a situation where you can discriminate as long as that's not the but-for factor. So basically they're saying, as long as there's other factors, race can also be a factor to discriminate. Because <laughs> yeah. since it wasn't the primary factor, it's I
1: No. <laughs> it, it just shouldn't be a factor at all, which is why you know, it's it's sad to see that we have to continue to fight for something like this because I don't want to be at a job and someone feels like because I'm a black male that I cannot do the job and that they want to fire me simply because of that. I feel like now in this day and age, we you have to keep those rights in place because especially now. We are in a a time where you know we we really need to feel protected um because for race reasons, people are just they acting real crazy right now so well let me let me just say this uh,
2: this has not changed. This was this way in the fifties, it mm-hmm. was this way in the twenties. it was yep. this way in the eighteen nineties. The details of it may change. Mm-hmm. But the heart and the spirit of the need of one group of people to feel superior over another group of people, that is what is not changing. Mm -hmm. And so we can't ever be surprised at, at what seems like an outrageous argument to us when the truth is they really feel that way. And so now they're letting you know how they really feel, and they're going to take it to a court of law and see if it works on black people like it worked on gay people at Hobby Lobby, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So they're just trying to carve out all the different places where uh, they can go ahead and act the way they really feel mm-hmm. and have the law protect them with it. And so the real thing that I think we need to be looking at is where are they changing... The laws, not just in uh, in business, but in these stand your ground states, where they can say, you know, uh, you made me, I felt threatened Mm -hmm. because I saw you, so I I can shoot you, you. right? Yeah, you know, all these places where they're changing the laws to put people of color at a disadvantage Mm -hmm. for just being who you are, right? Right? Because the thing about Byron Allen is. He just being who he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? For sure. They're the ones that introduce race into it mm-hmm. by uh by keeping his stuff from reaching the larger markets. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They introduced race. Right. All he did was be himself. Exactly. Yeah. And
0: yeah. do what so many of them have been doing and right. getting rich off of. And they didn't I, he mentioned in an interview that they said they didn't want another uh Was it Bob Johnson that did BET? Mm -hmm. They didn't want another Bob Johnson, so they were making sure to hold him back. Like, a representative from, I think, Charter actually said that that was said. And And, he's like, come on, guys.
2: And they actually feel that way. They feel that way, for sure. Now, they're not saying it to be mean. They're saying it because that's what they think and feel. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully you can get them to do that up front for you so you know what you're dealing with. For sure. Mm -hmm. All Right. right.
0: But it's in the Supreme Court now, so what do we do, guys? still gotta vote because that's all we can do yeah. at this point. Because if the Supreme Court makes a decision and goes for the stricter interpretation that uh, Comcast is hoping for then that's definitely going to affect all of us and our ability to go to court and sue for discrimination etc cetera, etc cetera. so we will hopefully have a decision about this by June of next year Yeah, it's a long time it yeah. feels like but
1: well, hopefully they make the right decision for in June sure, of next year.
0: For sure so keep your eye on it We'll keep our eye on it, and we'll hopefully be talking about some positive news from it in June of next Mm -hmm. year. All right, moving on. So, speaking of black folks and the things that we do, so, (laughs) the wonderful actor by the name of Lakeith Stanfield, many of you may know him from um, Atlanta, I was going to say ATL, that's the movie, Mm -hmm. Atlanta, he was in (laughs) Selma, he's great he's actually really great i love him Mm -hmm. um he's coming out in the new movie with Issa Rae, Mm -hmm. uh photograph and so he's gotten some flack about a post that he made on the instagram universe and of Mm -hmm. course we live in an instagram world and it's going viral and people are coming and chiming in he basically called out a bunch of black media outlets for being anti-black He said the following quote. He said, quote, It's a fact that a lot of these platforms are usually or tend to be feeding grounds for negative reinforcement towards black nonconformists. They bolster faux vanity and hold a white supremacist scope over black men and women, often highlighting negative attributes and downplaying mind-expanding ones. They serve as a bottomless, coward consumption pits and digital audio or otherwise slave mentality museums. At me all you want, and he then listed the Shade Room, Lipstick Alley, the Breakfast Club, and World Star in the actual picture right. of the post that he was calling out. And some people responded. Actually, Charlemagne the God from the Breakfast Club oh, responded. He, he responded and he was strong, very upset and very insulted, saying that he's definitely been a part of pushing the culture forward. Do you, but some people think there was a little bit of truth in it. And a lot of actors were uh, chiming in under LaKeith's comments. So what do you guys think? Are the black media outlets not serving our black people properly?
1: But I, like, so the Shade Room, I know, I pay attention to. And I feel like they're not doing anything differently than what any of the other media outlets are doing as far as like gossipy stuff in in the entertainment industry it is geared towards more of towards us like what what we're doing but i don't feel like they're doing i don't wouldn't call it anti-black Black. <laughs> you're
0: like i'm confused i don't know what he's talking about
1: right it, it, <laughs> like so when i was reading i was it was really with this face like what exactly would you like for these outlets to focus on because I feel like every outlet has their thing. If you want more political news and things like that, you go to those types of outlets. For sure. Whereas someone like the Shade Room, I'm I want to find out all the tea that's going on in the, in industry.
0: the industry. Industry tea, you yeah. The gossip, yeah. yeah. So you feel like there's a good balance in terms of black outlets and what they're
1: covering. I mean, I feel like there is, unless unless he's seeing something that I'm not, okay. which. Who knows? It could. It's possible. It's could be, it could be. We it's all have different points of view. <laughs>
2: well, I mean, a lot of it depends on what he means by you know doing service to the black community, right? And what what is his definition of what it means to be black? And uh, it sounds to me like he's coming from a more revolutionary standpoint mm-hmm. to say that you know there are certain things that we need to be doing to expand our thinking.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, rather than be caught up in some of the same sort of uh, tropes that get reinforced, sure. not only in radio but uh, in television and movies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things when I came to Hollywood years ago, all of the images of black men were negative. It was all mm-hmm. pimps and pushers and drug addicts, and you know you yep. can go right down the line. And um, and I made a commitment to myself not to do those. Mm-hmm. And the reason was that all of this gets exported around the world, and people see it and they think that's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do uh, positive stuff that balanced those images um, was what I kind of have shaped my career around. And I think that part of what he might be saying is, you know, where are... Where are the uplifted voices? where are the uh the the black spiritualists mm-hmm. right that are outside of the uh the walls of christianity? Mm-hmm. Where are the black metaphysicians that would uh help us to see ourselves as more connected to God rather than separated from god mm-hmm. um there is a lot of power in accepting that God is part of your life in an active way and that you are making creative decisions in and for your life that are manifesting in front of you. Mm -hmm. Because when things go wrong, then it's not somebody else's fault. It's your own thinking that Mm -hmm. needs to be corrected. Mm -hmm. And so you're always in a position of being able to correct your path. So he might be talking about something like that.
0: That was real deep. And I think you are probably right because even the the commentary about nonconformists, and he made some mention as well um, about how like the in people get on these outlets and are promoted and all the crazy things that they're doing are Mm -hmm. on there, but it's not, it doesn't go any further than that. So if you're not in that sort of inner circle of black Hollywoodness, then you're not included in your thought paths and and things that come up in your brain are not included. And I I think that's a, a fair discussion, but I think... Black media in general is not fully supported by black folks in the way that it maybe should, which we have that issue community-wise, kind of in general sometimes. And I think that if we did a better job of that, we would continue to diversify. Because I do think there are voices out there now. Like, Blavity is a great platform that Mm -hmm. really brings... Information-based, like, it's not just gossip, it's not trying to be that. BHL was established to not be that. So I think that everybody, there's some options, but obviously the salacious Hollywood Unlocked Shade Room type stuff, (laughs) it it sells. (laughs) And and I think there's room for both, but we're always in the conundrum. I mean, it's the same thing people get mad at Tyler Perry about. It's like, why you only make those... Same old stereotypical character stuff, da, 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 mm-hmm. but it's because we've always wanted more. We need balance because right. that can exist if there's something else over here. And for right. so long, we didn't have that, and it's getting better.
1: But that uh, That's how I feel. I feel like just from my point of view, there is a balance of that, but it depends on what, what you're drawn to. If you're someone that is drawn to the the, um, the Hollywood Unlocked and the Shade Room and stuff like that, of course that's that's what you're going to go to. But if you want more of, of serious conversation and things like that, then you go to those outlets. So again, we but we need those options as well. But I, do
0: we? Yeah,
1: I, I mean, mean what, I like I like options. Do
0: we need those yeah, options? Yeah. What, what happens what though <laughs> is that
2: the media then makes decisions out of all these different things you're drawn to of what they're going to push up to (coughs) the top and push into your face. Right. Mm -hmm. Right, And then there are a lot of people who get drawn to whatever's in their face. Yes. And so that's what the media is counting on is what is most easily going to grab your attention so that I can show you this and then take it down and put some advertising in front of you, which is what their actual product is. They're just trying to get you to watch the advertising. So whatever it is that's in between the advertising, they don't really care about that much. Yeah. As long as it gets as many people as possible yeah. to come and watch the advertising. Well, it,
1: true? it sounds like he's he's just wanting, you know, kind of all the platforms to to include thought provoking, uplifting stories as well, and not it, for it all to be shady. <laughs>
0: I don't know I can't speak for him I but mean, I can say more. that we in general all can benefit from a little more thought provoking and inspiring sure. and positive information entertainment, whatever. So perhaps in the end, that's all he really wants is to right. have a bigger picture drawn a little bit nicer for
1: But people, I'm also nosy you and want to know, know what's going on in Black, black what's, okay. what's happening
0: there? Well, Speaking of nosy, are you going to be checking out what goes down this weekend? Because Colin Kaepernick is back, you guys. exclusive. I know. Our EUR Web Spotlight Story of the Week is Colin Kaepernick, guys. He's been invited by the league to come down to Atlanta and do a workout for all 32 teams they were all invited the video will be available for those who cannot attend Mm -hmm. and colin was caught off guard he was shocked he was surprised he didn't know this was happening he posted that he said quote i've been in shape and ready for this for three years can't wait to see the head coaches and gms on saturday so he's pumped and ready to go are you guys surprised that this happened
1: i'm surprised that it took so long Uh, it has been because when it when it when the news broke, I was like, it's been three years. It's been three years. And all because he took a stand and, well... Or took a knee. Or took a knee. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I,
2: Well, all because they didn't want to deal with the issue right. that white cops were shooting black men down in the street like dogs. Mm-hmm. And Colin said something about it. Mm-hmm. And so rather than talk about the issue... They wanna get on him taking a knee and is it disrespectful to the troops and the people who're talking about so it is disrespectful yeah. for the to the troops they ain't never fought no place. Right. Yep. So uh so that's what it really came down to was it was a a diversion from the issue of police brutality in the mm. black community. Mm. And in order to make that diversion uh complete, then They had to really make a scapegoat out of it. So they cut all of these back deals. All these Mm -hmm. deals got cut. While Colin was taking a knee, they were cutting deals with the players. Say, hey, look, we'll put X number of dollars into this social program of yours if you don't take a knee and don't participate. Well, okay. Then let's open up and understand that whenever you see NFL players uh, out there in your community now doing stuff for black kids and for Latin kids in their community, Mm -hmm. uh, a large part of that is the influence that Colin Kaepernick taking a knee had. Mm -hmm. Now, the NFL lost because three things happened in one week. First off, the judge said, we're not going to dismiss this case. Mm -hmm. So they had to go to court. Just a few days after that, Nike announced that he was going to be their their spokesperson. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. And their stock went up. The third
2: thing is that the NFL has a contract with Nike where they got to wear the Nike swoosh on all their jerseys. Mm -hmm. So you're going to keep this guy out. But the swoosh that he is the spokesperson of is on every every jersey every week. Yep. And so they had to kind of say, okay, hold on, we got to get we some control. This. Yeah. First <laughs> off, um, we don't want it coming out what actually happened. That's why you settle. Mm-hmm. Because one side doesn't want to tell the truth about it. Mm-hmm. So first off, we're going to settle this and quiet that down. Then we're going to bring uh, uh, Eric Reed back. Put him over here. Put him down in Carolina. It's a small yeah. market. Nobody knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And wait for a while for Colin Kaepernick um, For them to go through the camps and everybody to kind of let all that thing about Nike die down. And about mid-year, we'll get you a shot again. Yeah. And I do not expect him to get picked up. But I do expect him to get picked up next year.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Why do you think he won't get picked up this round?
2: Um, I think that this is the final show of humiliation that Mm. they have to give him in trade for however many millions of dollars they gave him to stay out of it they got to humiliate the brother in public. So I think they're going to call him in at the last minute yeah. when it's not so much about what he can do. We know what he can do, mm-hmm. but it's in the middle of the NFL season. How yeah. many GMs are going to pick up in the middle of the season and fly down to see Colin Kaepernick throw when we already know Colin Kaepernick can throw? Yeah, And half mm-hmm. of them got people on their teams that can't even hold Colin Kaepernick's job. That's true. And they already have him on the roster, so they're going to cut that guy, who's not playing anyway, to pick up this guy who...
1: uh, I'm just saying. It looks like a setup to me. Well, from what I read, I know that there are 11 to 12 people who are actually going to, going, show, up. Going to show up and attend mm-hmm. and then the video will be available for all 32 yeah um reading it i was hopeful but also not a sports person yeah <laughs> um so i really don't want to like talk too much about something that i don't know about i mean but i mean
0: there's lots of conspiracy theories oh. out there saying that they just want to keep him from being able to sue them after this season ends again mm-hmm. for not calling not him calling up. Him in. Um there also there's word out that this wouldn't have happened without Jay Z's influence
2: as well. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Could be. I tell you what though, uh, there's gonna be video of his workout. I know. And when that video comes back, what did he say? I've been waiting three years. I've been waiting years. Three years. Three years. He stayed in shape. He's You're ready. about to see yes. what this brother can really do. I want yeah. him to just be and that animal. And that's yeah. going to be the interesting part. Yes. Is when they have to start playing that video mm-hmm. and shows that this guy is yoked and ready. ready. Mm-hmm. And you got guys on your team that can't even throw the ball. Can't throw. From, you know, all the way to the sideline. That's
0: true. Elbows are
2: blown out. Knees aren't working right. right. It's all good. I'm looking forward to it. And I think that he's going to have his moment mm -hmm. in the same way that Muhammad Ali did. Yeah. Right? I love that. They kept him out about the same amount of time. At relatively the same age. Mm -hmm. But when he comes back, he's going to know so much more than he knew when he left.
0: And it matters mm-hmm. even more. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And all right. so we're down with you, Colin. We wishing yeah. you all we the best, brother. We wish you the brothers. best, for Listen, sure. We are down with you, for sure. I yeah. can't
0: wait. That'll be some good tea for you, Tony, mm-hmm. when the weekend is over for the video.
1: I'ma tune in. <laughs> all right. On all black media platforms.
0: Oh, yes, you do. All right. So we're going to move on to the next segment of our show because we want to hear all about JJ Got a Good Show, y'all. Mm-hmm. If you haven't watched it, it's on Apple Plus. It's called The Morning Show. And it is good. I'm telling you, I watched the first three episodes. Like, I actually thought you were in last week. So I was like, oh, I gotta prepare. Brought to the episode and I got hooked. I was I watched all three. It was like one o'clock in the morning looking at the episodes. They are great. I love the show. Tell us a little bit about who you are on the show, what the show's about, and Anything
2: else you can get? Um, well, I play a character named uh, Noah Jones. I'm the executive producer of the Southeast News Network, which is where uh, Reese Witherspoon is a field reporter. And she goes out on a report, and somebody pisses her off, and she reads him. And when she reads him, somebody tapes it, and it goes viral and before she can get back to the network where I'm ready to get in her ass, (laughs) it has already had 500,000 views. Yep. Um, So they're going through a shake-up at the biggest morning show on television Mm -hmm. and they hear about her viral video and they want to come up and uh, and interview her about you know what she was thinking and you know kind of as a human interest story but once she's there, she catches their eye. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so the morning show team looks like it's coming together.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And there's some really interesting, uh, obviously Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston leads in uh, the show, and there's a lot of sort of power dynamic shifting Me Too error mm-hmm. movement kind of being addressed in the show. I'm interested. Did you were you excited to see that in a show? Ready to go forward? And how has that affected your own like professional life? Have you seen those changes just being on set and feel that energy differently than well, maybe a year, two years ago?
2: Let me let me take it back for a second here. Um, the Me Too thing is what women have been going through for fifty years. Mm-hmm. It was just that some wealthy white women. <laughs> finally had that experience and were in the position to have the power to be able to say something about it and point out how wrong it is. Mm -hmm. Now, when I was growing up, my mother was the uh, assistant director of city planning in the city of Detroit. She was in that position for 20 years. They hired four men to be the director of city planning over her, and each one of them she had to train to do the job. Mm. So this is not new. This is the power dynamic that has uh, vexed women throughout their whole uh, time in the professional world. And now we are at the point where their voices can be heard and expressed and can carry a series of television. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are young women that will be watching that, that will be inspired Mm-hmm. Um, about speaking up and making their voices known. Mm-hmm. I was, um, I did a, uh, a screening of a film that I produced. Uh, I took it to Northwestern University where I graduated at.
0: All matter. Um,
2: are you Fella a Northwestern? I am. I'm
0: a fellow black
2: cat. Okay. So I see why you got the purple <laughs> microphone. All right. All um, right. And after the film, we had a discussion, and uh, and there was a young lady that said, hey, you know, I'm going through a thing because I'm going out for job interviews, and I don't know what to do with my hair. You know, my hair is naturally curly. You know, I feel uncomfortable with how people perceive it sometimes. And, you know, of course, we're a group. I'm with Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity. Mm -hmm. So there's a group of Kappas there and and some, you know, uh, fairly uh, successful men in their Mm -hmm. time. But the beautiful part was that their wives were there. Mm -hmm. And I stopped the discussion and said, hey, wait a second, brothers, I appreciate this, but I think that we need to hear from the women on this. Mm -hmm. And the women's response was, do you be yourself and go find a company that will accept you for Mm -hmm. who you are so that you can express yourself at your highest level. Mm -hmm. I love it. So the spirit of um, of equality and inclusiveness um, that is coming through in the morning show, I believe is something that's coming through our entire society mm-hmm. and that we just got to keep doing what we're doing mm-hmm. and everything else is going to take care of itself. Mm, yes.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. And I love that story. Just because it yeah. speaks so much. Cause I came out of school and they were like, can you straighten your hair? Pull it back. You're not going <laughs> to yeah. be hired. They're, they're not going to hire you anywhere with this going on. So yeah. it's 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 great that it feels like it's a movement and it's a cultural movement that's mm-hmm. hopefully here to stay. Yeah, and that and they and don't roll yeah. back.
2: And then it's about learning and being willing to accept yourself for who you are mm-hmm. and to know that you have enough value that you don't have to... Change yourself because their value is so much more you have enough value to go where people value you yes and and let that be the lesson is that where you really want to go is where people value you exactly that Absolutely. way every day you walk in you'll be valued mm-hmm. yes.
0: And where you guys want to go is to Apple Plus and to watch the morning show. But you also have another project coming out that we need to hear a little bit about called mm-hmm. Paradise Lost.
2: Um, yeah. Yes, Paradise Lost um, will be on the Paramount Network. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of a um, crime mystery set in a corrupt small town in Mississippi. Ooh. yeah. So you know already. Right, that's right. Let's all take a drink. <laughs> <relationship>. All right. <laughs> And, of course, there's, like, one brother in town, that's me. Mm-hmm. I'm in jail mm-hmm. for something that I didn't do. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Right? <laughs> and, but I have come to terms that this is the South and this is how it works, and I just got to ride this out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my niece, uh, who's in her early 20s, has become a, an investigative reporter. Mm-hmm. And I've told her all my life I didn't do this, and mm-hmm. now she's in position to dig up the dirt. Mm-hmm. but I don't want her digging up the dirt because when she digs up the dirt, she's also going to dig up the people that put me in there, right. and I can't help her out there. Right. She'll be on her own. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, and because of this kind of thing that's happening in the middle, there's all this other stuff that's happening in the town that's all based on the idea that this place got burned down and the black guy did it. Mm-hmm. And once that falls apart, the whole thing is like a it's house like, of cards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It's, it's a really, it's really good show.
1: Um, w- um Earlier, you mentioned how you um, accepted certain roles uh, to shape your career and put uh, a positive image uh, out there of black men. What intrigued you about this particular role, especially since it's unfortunately very familiar in, in our community for so many. African-American males to be behind bars and be innocent and, and some of them not be able to to be exonerated from that. What, what intrigued you about this particular role for you? Um, this role
2: gives me an opportunity to be a voice mm-hmm. for all the people that are in that situation mm-hmm. and they don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. To most people, the people that are in prison are separated from humanity Mm -hmm. right they you know even here we take their vote away Mm -hmm. it's like now you got out of prison you can't vote no more like uh you know so um what i what i really gravitated to here was that he was in this situation but that's not who he is Mm -hmm. and that he has never given up who he is in the 15 years That he's been in this situation Mm -hmm. and that's why his niece believes in him so deeply yeah because he never gave up who he is right and um, and that allows for the audience to really see the humanity Mm -hmm. of everybody no matter what situation they're in Mm -hmm. and maybe somewhere along the line some brother gets out of jail and is going in for a job and somebody has seen this show and they give that brother a chance. And if that happens, then it was all, all worth it. It, yeah. it was sure. all worth it. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we have obviously two amazing shows here already started and coming from you and we're super excited about all of them. What do you see next for yourself in the industry in general?
2: Um, well, right now I am the uh, the national spokesperson for uh, an organization called Kappa League and I'm the executive producer of Kappa League TV mm-hmm. and we call that uh, our log line is the CNN for young black men. Mm. Oh. And So what we're doing is we are training young men in the Kappa League program um, to be able to be on-camera reporters, uh, copywriters, editors, directors, producers because Uh, Our media is largely dominated by people who are not invested in telling the whole story about black people, Mm -hmm. right? They're invested in getting as many viewers as they can so they can sell advertising. Yeah, it's about money. But, and so our young black men in the media have been cast as dangerous and threatening and all of these other things. As Soon as you put a hoodie on a young black guy, that's it. He doesn't fit no. the profile. Right. Um, we need a balance in media that also allows us to see intelligent, articulate young men in shirts and bow ties holding a microphone and mm-hmm. telling you about the positive things that they're doing in their community. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the last report that we did was about the Los Angeles alumni's Kappa league chapter going down and helping a church build prefab homes that they were sending to Mexico and if you don't see young black men doing stuff like this you think they don't do, do stuff it. like this right. but very they yeah. do yeah. and so you need a television station mm-hmm. that is uh, committed to this type of story not just the story itself but the people who are telling it For sure. yeah. and so that is Kappa League TV okay. mm-hmm. um, it is on YouTube you can come and subscribe. Awesome. Uh, and the, uh, the handle is KappaLeague.tv. All right. So let me tell you one more thing we're Absolutely. doing. Because I know you've you got to get rolling here. Um, Kappa League, through Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity, is the oldest and most successful African-American male mentorship program in the country. It was founded in 1922. Our hundred-year anniversary is coming up yes, in 2022. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is we are expanding our program from 8,000 to 14,000 kids by 2022. Then we are lining up our membership requirements with the HBCU admissions requirements, mm-hmm. and then we are pipelining all of our kids to um, to uh, to apply to the HBCUs, Mm. and Mm. the goal is that by 2032, we want to get 140,000 young men admitted into the HBCU system. All
1: right. And so
2: Kappa League TV is the media arm of that. Yes. But the the real goal that we have is to reinvigorate the HBCU system
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um, and to get a bunch of young men that might not have thought they could go to college, to be able to tell their parents at 13 or 14 years old, you come to our organization, you do what we tell you to do, you live up to your membership requirements, and we can guarantee that you'll get into college.
1: Oh, right.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah, I love (laughs) that. That's beautiful, yes.
1: Especially now, since we can create our own content and... Uploaded onto something like like YouTube yeah. and things like that. You like can
0: share, it's easier to share easier information to share. and stories and yeah. all of that. And there's grow, there's so much. I mean, that just triggered so many so more much. things. I want to I like I, I HBCUs wish I had that versus when I was PWIs. Like, yeah. there's so much more that's there. Hopefully, at some point soon, you'll be able to come back and we can talk a little bit more about all mm-hmm. of that that's going on.
2: Would be- love to. We, we yes. would
0: love that. Um, but we obviously we have to wrap up, guys. We want to remind you guys. Make sure you're checking out. The morning show on Apple Plus TV. And make sure that you check them out on Paradise Lost when that comes out on the Paramount Network. Are you on social media? Can they hit
1: you up uh, on Facebook? Yeah, I guess uh, so. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter.
2: My IG is uh, at John Marshall Jones. And you'll see I got a little red t shirt on because, you know, the, the uh, picture <laughs> is really it's like small. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that'd be the best place. And also, um, you know, come to Kappa League TV. And just type in T V And come and check out the, the level of professionalism and how the content makes you feel after you watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of getting something that's just going to make you feel down and bad and how hard it is to be black, yeah. why don't you come and see something that's inspiring. And we got that for you. And, and make sure y'all fun.
0: click the subscribes on the YouTube yeah. because they need subscribers. Yeah, Subscribe and, build and, build build and share. Subscribe and share.
1: And don't take that long to do that. Tell yeah. two
0: friends and make them tell two more. And tell keep three. Going. Subscribe <laughs> and share. Subscribe and
1: share. I like that. Yes. And Tony,
0: where can they all find you? <laughs>
1: well, you can find me on all social media platforms at Lounger With Tony or my website, loungewithtony.com.
0: And you guys can find me all over the Social Media Universe at Stuart Starlet. Make sure you follow us here at BHL Online. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll be back again next week with some more information and some more cool guests. And other than that, you guys have an awesome weekend. Bye, y'all. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture.